Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding health care. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer today, Ms. Shaylee Henning. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. We are now up to 293 affiliates. Our newest one is KDEX in Dexter, Missouri. We want to thank Ken David for getting us on the air down there. We're looking forward to it. We're going to be working with the folks in St. Francis Healthcare System in the area, and we're very happy to be on KDEX AM in Dexter, Missouri. You can listen to all of our shows. They are on podcast platforms, TuneIn, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. So you hear a show, you want to tell somebody about it, you want to go back and listen to it again, you miss it, you just want to go up on the website. All of those platforms have the shows posted up on them on the podcast platforms. Once again, TuneIn, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. If you want to connect with me, go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. I get quite a few, so I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do promise to answer each and every one of them. If you have questions, if I can help you with something, regardless of where you are in the country, if you need help with an insurance issue or a health issue or whatever the case may be, or you have a question or an idea about the show, send me an email, once again, from the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. In studio today with me, the lovely Joyce Thompson. Say hi, Joyce. Hello, Carrie. You're supposed to say hi, Joyce. <laughs> no, you are. You said okay. All right, okay. And Nate Tate. Hi, Nate. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. So today's show um, basically is what we're going to do is we're going to tell you how to make health insurance, explain to you how to make health insurance affordable and effective. So, you know, we're, we're past open enrollment now. Most of the policies have renewed if you're on a group policy. and If you're aging into Medicare, that's a different issue. But you know, sometimes this is a complicated subject. And, and so what Nate and Joyce have done is they've put together some ideas that I want to share with you today and be able to talk about um, things that you can do to lower the cost of health insurance. And if your broker's not doing these things, you probably ought to start looking for a different broker because that means they're not putting any effort in to trying to help you control costs. One of the fastest rising costs in this country is the cost of health care. It goes up every year, um, and it, it, it's very difficult to stay in front of it. And a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of employers and a lot of individuals wind up cost-shifting, meaning they push up higher deductibles, higher copays, higher out-of-pocket to lower the cost so they can afford health insurance. We're going to tell you how to avoid that. So, Nate, let's just start with kind of dive in with that um, on the group side and just talk about, um, you know, high deductible options and, 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 and different 
strokes for different folks, if you will. If you're, sure. If you're chronologically challenged like me, okay, and you don't, I'm not looking at you, Joyce. I'm looking at me. And <laughs> and 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 you you're you're. You don't need to have health insurance because you don't have kids. So there are certain things you don't need on your policy. It's very different from somebody that's got a young family, okay, that they're trying to take care of and may have medical issues. So let's talk about some of those differences. Nate? Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of different plans out there um, that fit different medical needs and financial needs. So um, if I'm working with a business and they have only one plan, um, for example, there's a HVAC company, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning and they had a silver level plan with like a $3,000 deductible and unlimited copay visits because there were two employees who had some regular health issues and they wanted to cover them well, which is a good thing. But the other uh, employees who were a lot healthier were paying really, really high premiums. Because of the other two. Because of the other two. Right. And people don't realize that sometimes. That you know. Right. So how do you structure that so that everybody's not being penalized because you've got two people that have health issues? Yeah, so what we did, um, we added on a bronze-level plan with a higher deductible. And so um, the employees were then saving money on their premiums. Now, did they take on more risk? Yes, they did. But what we did, instead of having them pay an extra $200 a month to lower their deductible by $3,000, they were paying, um, they were saving the $200 and then spending like 20 of it to get an accident and a critical illness policy. And so that was protecting them from the higher deductible while they were still saving quite a bit of money on their premiums. And then the following year, we added a third plan, which was identical to the bronze plan, but it had a smaller network. And, you know, people say, I don't want to lose my doctors. And a lot of the employees were concerned about that, but we just got the names of their doctors. We looked, and some of them had all their doctors in the small network. And so they didn't lose anything, but they started saving even more premium. And so by putting in that effort, by putting in that attention to detail and that service, we were able to... Uh, to save the employees a lot of money. And the employer is now coming out ahead about $40,000 a year. That's a lot of money. Yeah. To a small company, mm-hmm. that, that, that's, that's somebody's salary or pretty close to it. Correct. You know, it's funny, Joyce, because I, 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 you, you don't hear this a lot, but when, when people are applying for jobs, the first two questions they ask is, what am I going to get paid? And the second one is, the benefits. what are my, what are my mm-hmm. benefits? What are my benefits? Yeah, people want to know. And it with the you know with the onslaught of COVID and Omicron and Delta and all the rest of it, this stuff is more important. People are more focused on this now probably than they've ever been. Wouldn't you right. say? That's correct. They are. Yeah, and and I don't see that changing anytime no. soon. No, no. I think I think we're going to see more and more uh, emphasis on this, and that makes it more and more of a challenge um, for people to be able to get uh, health insurance and health insurance that works for them. Uh, and makes sense. So let, let's talk a little bit about some of these things. Um, for instance, like an HSA plan. Um, Nate, explain the HSA and how it works. And this is a good fit um, for certain folks. It's a good fit a lot of times for empty nesters that don't have a lot of medical issues, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about the group side, and then I'll ask Joyce to talk about the individual side. Yeah. So um, <coughs> HSA plans you don't have a copay when you go see the doctor. You just pay them whatever the negotiated rate is that they have with um, Blue Cross or Humana, whatever the insurance company is. But when you have an HSA-compliant plan, you can start contributing money to an HSA, and that stands for health savings account. You can put money in there pre-tax and have it either deducted from your check or just put it in and then write it off on your taxes. And then you can use that money for health expenses. And if you don't use it all, you can roll it over to the next year and continue to build it. 
And so I know a lot of people who have stayed with their employer and continue to contribute to an HSA and they don't use it a lot. They're saving money on premiums because they have the higher deductible and they're storing up this nest egg for medical expenses. And some of them, you know, they start using it when they get to Medicare. Yeah, so Joyce, on an individual side, when people do that, how well does it work for them if, if it, again, they're like empty nesters and reasonably healthy people? Well, it works the same way. One good thing about it individualized, if they qualify for a subsidy, they can get an HSA for a low premium. So that really works. And sometimes with the HSA, with the subsidy, it can change the deductible a little bit also, depending on... So the ACA policies are available. See, I didn't know that. So the ACA policies, the Affordable Care Act policies, are now available with an HSA if you want to do that? Yes. Wow. So you're getting a subsidy, you're putting money away, and you're lowering the premium all at the same time. Correct. So those work really well for people. And like Nate said, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people forget about this. They take these back to some of the older contribution plans that are out there where people was use it or lose it at the end of the year. Correct. Right. Yeah. And these are not use it or lose it. If you have, if you've got $5,000 in that account and you use a thousand of it, 4,000 of it rolls over the next year, you can start all over again, adding more money to it. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's important for people to know. Yeah. And a lot of people will see, uh, think, oh, like, I really want a copay if I go to the doctor. If buying a plan that um, gives you unlimited copays costs you an extra $200 a month and you only go to the doctor twice a year, you just lost a whole, you just lost $1,200. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not rocket science, <laughs> right, is it? Right. You know, I mean, really, people want that, they want to put that blanket around them. You know, that's, that, and and I think sometimes it's really important just to explain to them, you really need to have somebody sit, but again, it depends, you know, the broker or the agent has to be willing to sit down and walk them through the options and then educate them and show them what's going to work best for them, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and unfortunately, Joyce, a lot of people don't do that, do they? That's correct. Yeah, and we get a lot of people off of this radio broadcast around the country that call that have these kind of issues, and they're like, well, nobody ever told me that before. So it's important to understand that if you want help, you can always call Joyce or Nate at 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. Or the website, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. That's rpsbenefitsbydesigninc. That ink is I-N-C, folks. It's not I-N-K. Just wanted to point that out um, if you go to the website. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Once again, all the shows are posted on the podcast platforms. Tune in Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Uh, If you want to tell somebody about a broadcast or you want to go back up and listen to it or you missed the show, we're up there on there. And the website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can send me an email from there. If you have questions or comments, anything I can help you with, feel free to do that. If you want to talk to either one of these folks here in studio with me today, both of whom are experts in individual 
um, group and Medicare benefits. You can always call 877-385-2224 anywhere in the country. They'll be happy to take your call and chat with you, 877-385-2224. Nate Tate and the lovely Joyce Thompson in studio with me today. So we're going to switch gears. We'll come back to the employer side in a few minutes. But Joyce, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about Medicare here. Open enrollment's over, but, you know, we got 10,000 seniors aging into Medicare every day. That's a lot of folks. Okay? <laughs> That's true. So when, you know, one of the first things people ask, well, when should I do this? And people have a tendency to procrastinate, and then they try to get it done at the last minute. So talk a little bit about what your timeline is. Okay. Once you're turning 65, you have a window. The window is three months before your birthday, the month of your birthday, and then three months after your birthday. So in that seven-month window, that's when you should be applying for your Part B if you're sure you want to move into Medicare. Once you apply for your Part B, then that's when you would come to Nate, Tate, or I to help you make your choices, um, be it a, an Advantage plan or a Medicare a supplement. The Social Security office is where you would go to apply for your Part B. You can do that online. You can call in. And I don't know if you can go in the office now with COVID, but uh, it's easy easily done online. It I, is easy yeah, to do because yeah, I did it. And yeah. if I can do it, a chimpanzee can do it. So uh, because I'm inept when it comes to online anything. <laughs> so yes, it's easy to do, folks. It takes about 20 minutes, doesn't it? <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, but, but when should they do the Part B? So let, they're coming off a group plan. They're going to retire. Um, will they do it three months ahead of time, one month? What do you suggest, Joyce? Well, there's a 60-day window for when you're coming off of a group plan. Um, so if you you can be 65 or 67 or 70. Once you decide you're going to come off of that group plan, uh, I always tell people, come go see your broker first and then map out a plan for what you're going to do. Then you go ahead and apply for your Part B. Applying for your Part B doesn't take that much time. Uh, within three days, you would have your number. Uh, within 10 days, at least, you'll get your card. But once you have your number, that's all we need to help you make your decision. But they have to have that number they before they can buy a MedSup or a Medicare Advantage plan. That's correct. Okay, yes. so that, that's yeah, key. That's key. You have to have that. So, uh, But like I say, once you decide you want to go on to Medicare, call your broker, set up an appointment, go in, sit down, talk with them. So they can help you uh, transition into this easily. Yeah, and and you're going to want to get an independent broker here, folks, because you're going to want to see what's out there in the marketplace. All these plans are not the same. Yes, they're mandated certain parameters by the federal government, but there are different benefits in different plans. Nate, talk a little bit about. Let's just talk about Medicare Advantage plans because there's probably where we see the greatest difference in plans, even though. They're mandated. They're competing with each other to get more members. So let's talk about what they do to do that. Yeah, um, not a problem. The different Medicare Advantage plans, there, there's a lot of uh, differences. Some of them are subtle. Some of them are, are really big. Like maybe both plans, you're looking at two different plans, and they both have all your doctors in network. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just do the plan that has lower out-of-pocket max. But then, lo and behold, maybe one of the, that plan didn't cover one of your medications well, and you're paying... $200 more a month for one medication because you didn't um, check it out. Or maybe you have a, you know, one plan has a really good vision benefit, but you really need good dental. There's a lot of different moving factors there that the plans do, and they do them differently. And so we keep track of all that. And so when we sit down, we know what to ask. We collect all the information, and then we run it through the uh, through our tools and, you know, just our understanding of the plans that we have to recertify for each year. 
to find the option that's going to be the best for you and save you uh, the most money. So, Joyce, when they come in and talk to you, you actually ask them to bring in a list of their prescriptions, right? That's correct. We go over their prescriptions and their doctors and specialists um, to help them make that choice, as Nate said, uh, to find out which plan is best for them. Yeah, and like the example Nate just gave, if you wind up, you know, with a prescription that's not covered yet, you think you got a better deal, you wind up getting nailed for $200 a month on the drug. Quick, before we go to break here in a couple of minutes, Nate, talk about the difference between the MedSup, Medicare Supplement, and the Medicare Advantage. We just talked about Medicare Advantage. Let's talk a little bit about Medicare Supplement. And why would people choose one or the other? I have the Blue Cross and Blue Shield MedSup. I've had it forever, and we love it. Different people want different coverages. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest thing um, that most people notice right away is that the Advantage plans, most of them are at zero premium. Medicare supplement plans usually range from 150 to 200 a month. So why are they paying all that extra? Well, the most common Medicare supplement plan right now that people get is called Plan G. On that one, you have a $233 medical deductible, and once you pay that off, you're done. Some people like the supplement plans simply for that reason, because they know that if they have that much expenses after that, it's covered. Secondly, and this is probably the biggest draw to the Medicare supplement plans, you can see any provider in the country who takes Medicare. It doesn't matter whether you have your supplement plan through Blue Cross, United, Mutual of Omaha. If they take Medicare, if that doctor, if that hospital takes Medicare, then they will take your supplement plan. And people love the Freedom of Network that yeah. comes with the supplement. Yeah. If, you, if, you're, you know, if you're somebody that has a, you know, an RV and you travel around the country or you go to Florida for the winter or you go to Arizona, then you know, that MedSup might make a lot of sense. The other thing, Joyce, that's important to understand is the Medicare Advantage plans have an out-of-pocket max. That's correct. They all have an out-of-pocket max, and that's the difference in a supplement also. It, it doesn't have a max, but it does have the deductible. So once a deductible has been met on a supplement, then you see your doctor or you have brain surgery, then you're going to pay zero for that uh, service. So a lot of people like that. They'd rather pay up front and not have to pay co-pays. And, and, then and, then yeah. not, and there are no co-pays, by the way, on right. the sub plan. No so as an example, mm-hmm. you know, when Lori broke her leg and we were in Hawaii several years ago, that by the time we got through all of that, mm-hmm. I think we had like $157,000. We paid zero, not $1 did right. we pay, which is amazing, frankly. Um, for all of that service that we got. So, you know, in our in our case, you know, the med stuff has turned out to be something very, very good. But different people, you know, it depends on your level. If you can't afford that, then, Nate, going to a zero premium plan might make a lot of sense. Yeah, the um, there's different risk profiles. Like, I, I have a lot of people who do advantage plans. They're in perfectly good health. They um, Some of the advantage plans have very good networks across the nation. They don't have everybody like the supplements do, but they have what these people need and they know they can go get emergency care as needed. They'd rather keep their premium in their pocket. Yep. And that's important to know. So if you're looking for help, if you just want to understand this, it's a complicated subject and people get tied up with this. They go up on the government websites. That's one of the worst things you can actually do because they're very confusing and very hard to understand. If you want help, reach out to either Nate or Joyce at 877-385-2224. They are happy to help you. 877-385-2224. Or you can go to the website, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc., send them an email. They'll be happy to connect with you and just walk you through your choices and help you understand what it is you need to do. We come back after the break. We're going to talk about some ways to make more sense out of employer-sponsored health care. We'll talk about that in a minute. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIU Radio Network, coast-to-coast across the USA.
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HIA radio network. Again, you can find out more about us by going to the website. There's a lot of information up there. There's videos up there. The shows are posted there as well. There's a lot of content up there. The website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. And I always remind you, the podcast platforms, tune in, iTunes, Spotify, um, and SoundCloud, all the shows are posted up there as well. We get a lot of feedback on those podcasts. So if you want to tell somebody about this or it might be easier for them to listen to this and you try to re-explain all of what you're hearing today uh, from Joyce and from Nate, who are joining us today from RPS Benefits by Design. And if you want to reach out to them directly, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224, or online at America's, excuse me, online at rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. All right, so Nate, let's talk about this a little bit. This is kind of interesting. Um, you know, when you put together, you know, some of the things we're going to talk about today, you talked about using supplemental benefits to help lower the cost of group health insurance. So you just mentioned that in that earlier segment. Talk about how does that work? How do people do that and how complicated is that? And what does it do cost-wise and benefit-wise? Nate? Yeah, absolutely. So before I dive into it, because it's complicated, most people think that's too complicated. I don't want to do it. Let me explain why it's advantageous too. I mentioned earlier HVAC company. They took their deductible from um, six thousand down to three thousand, and everybody was paying an extra two hundred dollars more a month. So they reduced their risk by three thousand dollars. Two hundred a month for twelve months is twenty four hundred. They were paying twenty four hundred to reduce their risk by three thousand. They really only reduced it by six hundred dollars. And if they have a good year, then that twenty four hundred dollars is no longer in their pocket. So what we do is we put high deductible plans out there for people who don't go to the doctor often. So they have a choice. Right. We we make it so they have a choice. If somebody wants to pay the extra, they can absolutely do that. But if they would like to take on a little more risk, we can do it without taking on a lot more risk. Because if you're saving at $200 a month, you can spend 50 of that and get a critical illness and an accident policy. The critical illness plans will pay out usually a minimum of $5,000 if you get diagnosed with um, heart attack, a stroke, cancer, um, tumors, those sorts of things. And what you can do is if you get that diagnosis, they pay you that money. You can turn around with that $5,000 and pay off your medical deductible. And now your health insurance is going to carry the rest of the bills. And you also saved $150 a month for 12 months or longer in the process. And so it's, it's a much better strategy for somebody who is um, low risk to have those, that accident, that critical illness policy, rather than paying so much more just to lower your deductible by $600. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, again, it's more work for the broker, for the agent to do it. And unfortunately, we have folks in this business who really don't want to do that much work. So they, right. you don't see this strategy employed very often. We, we used to do this years ago. I mean, it was something I used and used it frequently to help people because buying critical illness and accident is usually pretty cheap, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I said $50. That's honestly on the high end. You probably get $25,000 um, on your critical illness benefit and a really, really good accident policy. And another thing about these uh, these supplemental policies, the critical illness and the accident, if you go you get your wellness visit done, which your health insurance pays for, usually they're going to give you like a $50 or $60 credit for doing that, both the accident policy will and the critical illness policy. So they even will pay for themselves when you just go get your medical benefit or your medical checkup done. And there's a lot of ways to make you help you 
stay healthy, keep your your premium costs down, but not compromise on your coverage. Yeah, so you know, and that that that's kind of segue into the next topic, and that is employers doing something to encourage people to get involved in wellness programs. So we, you know, back in the day when I was doing this, we put a lot of wellness programs in place with employers. One particular comes to mind is Wickham Glass down in Wichita, Kansas, still a client of RPS Benefits by Design. Sue Dendiger handles that case. We put in a program down there. We put in a weight loss program and a walking program, all right? Mm-hmm. And it was we had a contest who could lose the most weight, et cetera. And the contest prizes were some pretty significant gift cards for the guys at Cabela's, okay? Right. And for the ladies, it was a full day at the spa. So it was a pretty nice little deal, and there were a series of different prizes. We had we had great participation in this. People, you know, walking X number of miles, people, you know, losing weight, doing things. But the employer got behind it. What's really interesting is the employer, in this case, David Wickham, his brother, competed with their employees. Mm-hmm. And it was it was fun, and it was engaging, and it made a difference. So talk a little bit about that and how that can – and they have to be on a self-funded platform with Pareto, the Pareto Contrarian Recaptive. Um, and Pareto, every year, you did a, a, a report that said what you were doing to control costs and what kind of wellness things you And they actually gave you discounts on your reinsurance premium if you did these. So talk about how – that can be applied, Nate, and why employers should take the time to do something like that. Yeah, there are a lot of options out there for wellness <laughs> programs. Uh, one insurance company, they have a program automatically built in. You don't have to pay anything extra for it. And if the employees participate, if they participate to the max, then they'll get a reduction of their premium by 15%. That's a huge savings. 15%. 15 If everyone participates and maxes out uh, all their goals then um, they get it. A lot of people don't hit that 15%, but even if you only get two-thirds of the way there, then you're saving 10% on your premiums. That's just a start. If you have your employees participating in this, if they're getting healthier, then they're going to um, they're gonna perform better at work. They're not going to get sick as frequently. That means they're not going to be missing days of work. And when people are performing and participating in this thing together and encouraging each other, um, there's a better sense of community in the workplace. And you know, that's really funny because one of the things we saw at Wickham, you mentioned that is, there was, everybody thought that the people in the office, the white-collar employees, were going to beat the blue-collar employees. You know what happened? Oh, I, Blue-collar <laughs> employees kicked their butt. Yeah, they okay, did. They did. They outperformed it. It was, like, hilarious. You know, when we did the big awards thing, it was like, uh, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, white, the people out on the line, manufacturing people, are the ones just killed it. They did a great job. And, and it did create, there was a big competition between the, now it changed a little bit the next year, but the point was it took hold. And it did create, we had a non-smoking uh, cessation program. We had that weight loss program. Those things all make sense when it comes to the bottom line on claims, Yes. Yeah, and so your people are healthier, so you have less claims, which means your premiums stay down. If they participate, then your premiums are further reduced because everyone's doing what they can. And then your employees are healthier, and because of that sense of community, they're they're less likely to leave because they're getting good benefits. They enjoy working with the people that they're building these relationships with as they're developing themselves. Turnover costs money because you've got to hire somebody else. And so a wellness program has a lot farther reaching impact on your business and saving it money than simply on your premium, simply on your claims. It ripples across the whole area. Yeah, it does. It, you know, I, it reminds me of a story that we had a company called Frick's Meats. Um, 
down in Missouri, and um, I never forget the first time I went to talk to them. Their, their premiums were absolutely outrageous okay, mm-hmm. that they were paying. They were on a fully insured program, and I can't remember who. I think it was with Anthem. I can't remember. And I never remember the first thing I saw when I went to this big meat packing facility was there was a separate room that was kind of added onto the building and had a TV out there and table. I said, so is that like a meat? Oh, no, that's a smoking room. I said, you want to run that by me one more time? You're encouraging people to go out here and smoke in the smoking room. We closed the smoking room down, <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 we put in a very aggressive smoking cessation program. It, it took a while. They had a younger workforce, and it took a while to take effect. But at least we started making progress toward changing the attitude. Um, but the employers, well, we're going to lose people if we do it. They didn't. Nobody quit working because they couldn't go smoke their cigarettes on the break. They just went outside and did it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then some of the people actually started to think, "Gee, maybe we really should stop doing this." So the employer sets the tone, right, Joyce? Right, that's correct. Yeah, and that's important for the employer to set a tone, right? And an example, right? Right, right. Yeah, and if they, if they, if you don't do that as an employer and you don't encourage it, then Nate. That wellness program is going to go nowhere, right? Right. Um, I've seen some people who put in a wellness program like, ah, well, we didn't get any participation out of it. It's like, oh, well, what what rewards did you put in there? Uh, They're like, oh, we had like a a certificate. That's not going to get somebody out of their chair. Yeah. And and I was like, you know, just give them 10% of what they save on their premium. Or give them a four, you know, two or three hundred dollar gift card to Cabela's. Right. Okay. Or 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 a full day day. at the spa for the ladies to get. Right. Pedicure, manicure, facials, all the things they do, you, you'd be amazed how many people participate when you start throwing that kind of stuff out. Yeah, or, you know, you just say, hey, for each person who hits the school will contribute this much to a charitable cause that you care about. You yeah. Know, there's, yeah. There's, so there are a lot of ways to do it. The point is that if you're really serious about lowering your premium, you have to start looking at how you're going to lower your claims and get your workforce healthier. And this is one of the ways to do it. So if you want to connect with either Joyce and Nate and learn more about how to do this, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224, or online, you can reach them at rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. Send them an email. They'll be happy to catch up with you and help you. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. We've got one more segment. Stay tuned. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Ms. Shaley Henning. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show. Thank you for joining us today. In studio with me, Nate Tate and Joyce Thompson from RPS Benefits by Design. You know, if you want help, if you want somebody just to talk to, whether it's about Medicare or individual health insurance or whether it's about a group policy, um, they can help you. They're happy to do that. They talk to people all over the country all the time. Uh, they're more than happy to help you with something if that's what you're looking for. It, you know, knowledge is power, um, and having the knowledge to show you what's in your best interest to let you make informed decisions uh, can make a big difference in what you're spending and make it much more effective, especially, you know, when we're talking about the employer side. Today, in today's world, with everything going on with COVID and all the rest of it, um, this is this is a hot topic. I mean, employers are really uh, looking for good health coverage because they're trying to retain employees. And this is in this market where getting employers to hire people has become more difficult as, you know, 
all the time the employ the pool is shrinking and employers are competing one of the ways you compete is with good benefits right Nate oh yeah that's the biggest draw right now um, for really you think that is the biggest draw right now mm-hmm. yeah because I mean you, if you make so much money that you don't qualify for a subsidy and your insurance is going to cost you two thousand dollars a month on the marketplace then yeah that whether or not they cover the benefits is going to be a big factor yeah that's really funny because uh, I, I don't know if they still do it but I know back when whenever I was actually doing this uh, you know, if you went to work at Starbucks or Home Depot, you could go part time, and you had health insurance. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that still in play? Um, for some of them, it is. I, yeah. We, when I worked at UPS, I had benefits there. It was great. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's part time work, but they had a lot. But they, the way they attract people is they have a really good health insurance program that you don't pay for. Yeah. If you if you go to work even part time, so it's pretty smart when you think about it. Yeah, okay. my my fellow line worker, he was a small business owner, but he still worked part time at UPS just for the benefits. So he could get the benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Joyce about um, dental and vision, and um, let's let's start with the Medicare side. Dental and vision is that in some of the policies, and then it's not in like Medicare supplement policies, right? That's correct. But we do have the Advantage plans. The majority of um, Advantage plans do have dental and vision, which makes the um, the Advantage plan is real attractive. Yep. Most okay. of them have $1,000 max. Okay. And and so depending on the plan, I mean, like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas City's got, what, they've got blue bucks and then they've yeah. got, so talk a little bit about that. Blue Crosses is a little different than the others. They have the $1,000 max benefit for dental, but they also have the blue benefit bucks, which gives you $500 a year. And you can take that $500 and apply it to the dental which would bring your max to fifteen hundred, or you can take that five hundred and and apply it to vision. So uh, if you need glasses this year, then that five hundred dollars would go for those glasses. See, and that's a classic example. You're just hearing her explain, Joyce explain. That's the Blue Cross plan. That's not the same in the Aetna plan. It's not the same in the United plan. So that's why you talk to somebody that's professional about this kind of stuff because you wouldn't know that if somebody didn't explain it to you uh, and, and, and help you understand it. And that might be a big deal to you. Nate, let's talk about why employers were talking about competing for employees. Why are dental and vision important for employers, and do they always have to pay for it if they want to offer it, or can they offer it and not pay for it? Yeah, employers can definitely offer dental vision and not pay for it. The thing is, um, dental vision is fairly inexpensive, especially compared to health insurance. I've known uh, one company, they just added health, and or not health, but they added only dental and vision. They didn't do health insurance. And they saw their um, turnover decrease by a third, simply by paying for the dental vision. It was like 40 a month to cover each employee. Now, r- do that one more time. They, they put in dental and vision, and what happened? And their turnover dropped by a third. Okay. So it just that just goes to show something you think is insignificant may not be as insignificant as you think it is and could make a big difference, right? Yeah, and particularly um, vision plans um, through an employer is usually like a third or a fourth the cost if you buy it as an individual. Dental, it's not quite that big of a savings, but it's still less than if you get it through your employer than if you buy it yourself. So even if the employer pays nothing, right. you still come out ahead if you need dental coverage. Also, you don't have any waiting periods on on employer coverage if i've got as opposed to individual where you do have waiting yeah. periods so i talked with a gentleman the other day he's got uh he has a couple fillings he needs done he has a crown any plan he gets as an individual is going to have a 12-month wait before he can get that crown taken care of he gets it through his employer it's a couple bucks less per month and no waiting period 
Yeah, so that's really important to understand what he just said there, okay? That, you know, you buy it individually, you can do that, okay? But if, if you're the employer out there and you offer this to your employees, even if you don't pay for it, the fact that you're doing it as a group lowers the cost, right? Correct. And and that's, you know, that that may make it, uh, you know, much more affordable. Here's the other thing, that earlier example you gave. So they spent... What forty bucks maybe per employee for dental and vision to put it in place, something like that, right? Yeah, it's forty. But they bucks. lowered their turnover by thirty percent. Did anybody go back and do a spreadsheet and go, let's see, we didn't have to retrain, rehire, go through, <laughs> you know, downtime, the whole nine yards? What did that equate out to? Because you spent forty dollars a month more and put a dental and a vision place. Does right. that make, I mean, to me, the the logic of that is is pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Well, I, I talked with the accountant and. Um, for the company, and she didn't give me exact numbers, but she said um, by saving just one person from leaving and having to be retrained, more than paid for everyone's dental and vision in that company. That's the point I wanted to make, and that's that's yeah. See, and unfortunately, employers don't think like that a lot of times, and it's also the fault of the broker because the broker doesn't come to them and go, you know, if you put this in place, you might see an impact in in this in this in this area in your company, right? Right. Yeah, and these things are relatively inexpensive. So if you you know if you want if you want to enhance the benefits to help you attract better employees and stabilize the group, this is a very inexpensive way to do it, isn't it? Oh yeah, this this is probably the cheapest way to add a benefit for your employees that is more likely to help them to stick around. Yeah, and the other thing it's important I think for folks to understand is you don't have to buy it from the carrier you're buying your health insurance from, right? They can go to VSP, they can go to Delta. Talk a little bit about that before we go to break here. Yeah, VSP, Delta, Emeritus, Guardian. There, there's a bunch of different carriers out there who specialize in just primarily dental and vision. Well, thank you both for being here today. Thank you, Joyce. Thanks thank for you, Nate. Us. It was great. I think we gave folks a lot of good information. You know, folks, I always tell you, you know, we don't put people on this show that don't know what they're talking about and don't know what they're doing. These are two consummate professionals. They're always there to help you if you need help, whether you're an employer or an individual, you're moving toward Medicare. Maybe, you, maybe you're going on Medicare, but your wife or your husband's two years out. Joyce can put a plan together that covers both of you and makes it all happen. So can Nate. If you're looking for employer-sponsored health insurance, same deal. Reach them at, at 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. Online at rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken in today's climate. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye.